Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge to better living here at CannabisRadio.com, all over the airways, wherever you listen to us. Thank you for tuning in, checking us out. We always have good content, often around cannabis, sometimes around just nutrition and well-being, sometimes even psychedelics. And so today is going to be a very interesting topic. You know, I talk a lot about or at least I have guests that I have some familiarity with, some insight to. In this case, it's pure curiosity. I have not personally experienced this compound yet. I have many friends that have. And so I'm really excited to have today. Joelle Breer, thank you for joining us today. We're talking about DMT, you know, which is a great compound with a lot of potential healing attributes. But, uh, you know, let's just dive right into it. Great for joining us you're joining us today from mexico where you have a retreat that you've been working for many years to guide people through uh spiritual journeys experiencing various compounds tell us a bit about it because i mean again i could talk for days about this but I'm, i want to hear from you today definitely hey thank you doc rob appreciate you having me on um so yeah my name is joel briere and i am the founder and ceo of a psychedelic wellness company called Kaivalia collective and within that company, we have a few subsidiaries, our main one being Tandava Retreats, um, where we focus on holistic retreats, specifically using 5-MeO-DMT. And then we have another subsidiary, which is uh, an education and resource uh, platform called 5-MeO-DMT, Five, Five Information and Vital Education. But um, our main juice is uh, being down here in this beautiful little nest of heaven, offering the world's most powerful psychedelic uh, known to mankind to assist in people's... Uh, deepening the connection with themselves yes i mean it's a very interesting so when we let's we'll take a step back and talk about psychedelics as a category people you know have always talked to me about you know cannabis and psychedelics and i'm like well wait, wait, wait cannabis is a plant it may have for some some minute psychedelic properties to it but the class of psychedelics is a much wider class with a lot of different compounds that includes everything from psilocybin-based you know, mushrooms and other psilocins, other compounds found in fungi, to uh, plants, you know, combinations of plants, you know, ayahuasca, when they combine two different roots and plants together to make a tea of sorts. We've got peyote, we've got other compounds. It's, it's amazing. And then this, you know, I'm, you're in Mexico, but I'm right now in South Florida. And I, to be very frank, we have bufo toads all over the place um in fact i have a natural uh, pest control company pest you know essential oils that keep those bufo toads away from the you know young small dogs small animals kids even but so so how does that bufo toad jumping around south florida right now that i have to worry about you know you know foaming dogs how does that translate into a therapeutic healing experience good question good question so First, I'll make the distinction. In South Florida, I believe, is the Bufo marinus, which actually does not have 5-MeO-DMT in its secretion, unlike so the Bufo alvarius from the Sonoran Desert Toad. Um, right. <laughs> so Floridians don't go <laughs> out licking no Bufo toads. Under no circumstances should anyone ever lick a toad. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah you. The, uh, the whole toad licking, I'm not sure where that ever, uh, where that ever took off, but it, um, yeah, it could be quite fatal licking a toad. Um, so don't do it. Yes. But the Sonoran Desert Toad, um, which is found in the Sonoran Desert or near the Colorado River, um, does have 5-MeO-DMT in, uh, in its secretion that's found in the peritoidal glands. And if you're not aware, 5-MeO-DMT is the world's most powerful psychedelic. And it is a short-acting duration, 15 to 45 minutes generally, and far more profound and far more powerful than its very known cousin, DMT. So when most people speak about DMT, they're referring to NNDMT which is the visionary component in ayahuasca, 
whereas 5-MeO-DMT is a far more powerful compound. And uh, the peak experience with this one is an undeniably mystical experience, what many would call a religious experience or a full mystical experience. Yeah, many say they have a connection with that higher purpose, that higher source during this experience. And what I like about it personally, which is why I've been very curious about it in my own exploration, um, is the short setting, the short duration. Um, for me, uh, you know, the idea of four hours of with potential purging or other things of that nature, it doesn't really make me excited to try it. I have to be very honest about it. Not to say that I wouldn't done it. I've done mushrooms many times. Not always a great digestive experience there, you know, type of things. But what I've been really attracted to is this intense, but but life changing experience as many have described. Um, many have say it's they they meet with in quotes, hand quotes up in the air, God, or whatever that, you know, being may be for them. I, I don't like to, you know, distinguish or delineate anyone's beliefs in that sense, but they have some connection with a higher power during that. Um, is this something that people do once and done, or is this something that you guys see, you know, uh, as a repeated therapeutic aspect of it? How is it normally kind of perceived this type of strength in, in a compound? You know, that's very, uh, that's very individual to each person. Some people, you know, have one experience with this medicine and they are good for life. You know, they have, they've got the message so they can hang up the phone, you know, as Alan Watts put it. But, uh, for many other people who are engaged in self-exploration and conscious and uh, continually deepening their exploration within consciousness, touching in with this medicine every, you know, twice a year or so can be a very, very uh, helpful thing to really get in there. And of course, many I people like who come to us are on their healing path. Yeah. You know, people who are healing from traumas or um, acute uh, anxiety or severe depression, um, they can come down and they can do some work and they can really, you know, grow leaps and bounds in their healing process. And uh, sometimes, you know, they come down in one retreat with a couple sessions with the medicine sets them right and they are good. Sometimes they make huge, huge progress, but then they find themselves in another uh, another area where they'd like to grow deeper. You know, a lot of times people will come initially just for the healing, but then they'll, as it is an undeniably mystical experience, they'll get this spark, this taste for this type of exploration, for really diving deeper into their own inner world. And so uh, then they'll come down again, but for more exploration and deepening their connection rather than, you know, trying to heal and trying to work on what they were previously. So we see with with repeat visitors, it's more working into deeper layers, deeper levels. No, and I like that. I mean, I think that we're, I did a talk in New York a few months ago and about psychedelics and mushrooms. And, and the first thing I discussed was set and setting, you know, is that, you know, there's a different reaction you know, it would be detoxing, fasting, exploring psychedelics, meditating, you know, try try meditating on a subway in New York City versus being on top of a mountain, right? You know, I think that someone will find a slight mm -hmm. difference in that experience. And the same thing applies with psychedelics. You can go to a, do it at home. You could do it in your in your usual environment. But if you step out of that, go into a setting like a beautiful retreat, you know, in Mexico or anywhere on the world and say, I am now disconnected from the everyday stuff and I can focus on this. It's a different result. I'm not saying it's always the best one. I'm not saying that you can't have good results in other ways. I just want to make that a key point that when I discuss psychedelics in any format, 
set and setting are my first conversation points because, you know, I think that people don't understand. I've had this even from fasting and detoxing. Someone going on a week or two week water fast, you can't go to your job Monday through Friday. You can't do your normal things and expect to not have some sort of negative reaction. That's not the purpose of that kind of fasting. And so the same thing with the purpose, you know, people, when you talk about, different drugs, I want to put again, the hand quotes, uh, whether it be recreational or medicinal, I think that's all in your own mindset. There's really no differentiation. It's how you as an individual are receiving that compound, that substance, that experience. And that comes down to the importance of set and setting. So I really want to make that key. And, I, and that's why I said, I'm very enthralled to come down and, and to do experience retreats like this, because it takes away the everyday noise and allow you just to be present for that experience in its own right. And I think that's something I have friends that do microdosing mushrooms. Exactly. And they can do my, I have people that do ayahuasca ceremonies monthly, you know, maybe not as a intense, mm-hmm. smaller dosing, but everyone finds their own groove. As you said, it's very personalized. So I think that uh, having that understanding yeah. is, is our first goal of today's conversation is, is to understand people realize that it's individualized Set and setting is key. And then to have great guides who support education, like you're offering at your spot with many years of experience, uh, will also make that you know a totally different you know takeaway. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, the intention, how we go into it, and you know, what we call the container, the kind of theoretical space in which a participant's experience is held, you know, really makes a huge difference in uh, in how this medicine works with them. And the container really begins from that first phone call. You know, the first time a, uh, a participant reaches out, you know, to ask some questions to consider possibly doing this work, that's when the container begins. That's when the bond of trust begins to be formed. And, uh, you know, everything from there goes into allowing a participant to feel safe and to allowing them to feel supported. And so, you know, having a very ideal location like this really helps, you know, just like you said, getting out of the daily life, getting out of the ordinary, it gives the mind an experience of stepping into the extraordinary. So it can feel more comfortable with kind of shedding off the usual and getting into the uh, the extraordinary, getting into the unknown. I love that extraordinary. It's one of my favorite places to be. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with yes. Joelle. We're going to talk some more about 5-MeO-DMT, the retreat, other psychedelics. So don't go anywhere. I know you're enjoying this conversation as am I. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here at CannabisRadio.com. We'll be right back after this break. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. All right, all right. We are back with my guest, say Joel Briere. We're talking about psychedelics. We're talking about set and setting. We're talking about five DMO, uh, MEO DMT. Sometimes I get it backwards, but we get the point. Is so it's interesting. We're talking about these compounds. We're talking about different. You know, this is a retreat you 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 manage and run from Mexico, but we're seeing psychedelics and these compounds start to get a much more global attention. We're seeing decriminalization in various cities around the country in the U.S. We're seeing you know, just a little bit more understanding that this may, in the right set and setting, with the right therapeutic support, with the right expertise to guide, be healing, be a great tool for everything from anxiety, depression, other blocks that you may be dealing with. Um, you know, my buddy Zappy Zappelin's done a bunch of work with uh, Lamar Odom and does great work documentaries talking about and educating people about this. We obviously see ketamine uh, due to his pharmaceutical legalization loophole taking a, a great opportunity. We've had a great show on ketamine um you know in our archives if those that want to go back and listen it was a really great conversation about that but everyone's a little bit different so 
I have got a couple of questions, you know, as far as, again, this is me in a, in a, trying to learn as well, like a consumer who hasn't tried it. Normally, I'm not that way. What I've been hearing about lately <laughs> in the States is the, the availability to get DMT in a crystallized format for vape pens. Have you heard of this or have you seen this? Or, I mean, this is something, that, again, because we go from this, you know, from a plant, from a substance, from a traditional healing method to now it's, you know, who know, you know, running around town and, 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 and that experience. I'm not saying it's always a bad thing. I'm just saying, what's your take on that from a, you know, again, we hear that as hundreds of ayahuasca ceremonies a, 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 a month happening in LA alone, where this was very much more of a restricted spiritual ceremony down in, down in South America. Mm-hmm. What's your take on this idea of the, of the vape pens and, and, and the crystal DMT and all that? Good question. So, you know, with the vape pens, it's a double-edged sword. Um, while on one hand, it is great that it is becoming more available and accessible to many people. Um, the other hand, it is kind of removing it from the element of, of sacredness and the element of reverence um, to where people can just kind of, you know, take a hit at a party or something. And, you know, I've seen uh, vape pens for both DMT and 5-MeO-DMT. Um, that being said, I've never been able to break through or get a full experience um, out of either with the, with the pen. And most people I know have not been able to. The pens kind of give you a fairly sub-threshold uh, experience to where they don't take you far enough. It's just hard to get a good enough, uh, a good enough pull from it. Um, what would be the normal delivery systems? But I've never... I- I'm sorry. So it depends. For DMT, there's many different... Of course, of course. Um, for 5-MeO-DMT, uh, depends. If we're working with the pure molecule, um, different methods of vaporization. Um, some people use a, a regular pipe and hold the flame a little bit away from it. We use a device that was specifically made for pure 5-MeO-DMT that's fairly flawless in administration, um, but it involves argon gas to create an oxygen-free chamber and, um, and a heating element that heats up to the exact vaporizing temperature of 5-MeO. Um, but those aren't very common. They're hard to find. Um, but there's a few different ways to work with the pure molecule. If you're working with the bufo secretion, um, it's generally smoked in a, a lot of people smoke it in, you know, I'll just call it a crack pipe, you know, the, the lollipop glass pipes. Yeah. Um, it can be used in there. Um, and then there's another tool, which a lot of the professionals use called the Eclipse Vape, um, which has these little removable jars that screw in. So it's almost like a gentleman's crack pipe. You know, if Brookstone sold a uh, crack pipe, that's what they would sell. That makes sense. Sharper <laughs> image style. I got you. I got you. That's yeah. cool. I mean, Ken, people exactly. don't, don't exactly. understand. You know, some people are seeing, seeing brewing a tea. Some, you know, from you know, from an ayahuasca standpoint, some people are eating the mushrooms, or now they're starting to get different extracts. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, it's always where I'm like, yeah. free, and you know, it's, so we talk about this going back to the experience because um, talking about this a lot of. We talk about connecting with God or having that God-like moment or that higher purpose or higher connection. And and people I've heard most often, I would say 10, 99%, come back humbled, come back grounded, come back yeah. to feel that they're a small speck in a much wider universe. And with that, find you know a little bit of grounding. I have also heard the rarities of they come back feeling like they're God. So like a, almost like a narcissistic response to that experience. Have you seen yep. that as well? Is that something that you kind of coached First through? Or, yeah. yeah. So how is yeah, that? Definitely. That you know, it's, that... it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a big, uh, it's a big issue. You know, um, the Messiah complex and ego superiority that can result with this work 
you know, one of the most important parts or aspects of working with psychedelics is the integration process, is taking times afterwards to integrate it into your daily life and reflect on what's come up and really deal with the things and the patternings that these medicines allow us to become aware of. But with 5-MeO-DMT, as it is, you know, what makes it stand out from all the other psychedelics is in its peak experience. As you mentioned, participants can have an experience of pure godliness. And, you know, this is going under the philosophy of that God is pure, unbound consciousness, pure broadband awareness that is everything simultaneously. And uh, 5-MeO-DMT, as it completely dissolves away the sense of individual self temporarily, allows us to experience ourself as pure, infinite, timeless awareness. And it's a very big, dramatic experience, very religious experience. However, the mind has to come back online. And so when the mind starts to come back online, the mind is going to always attempt to compartmentalize or understand an experience. And this experience is far beyond what the mind can conceive. Thus, it can only be experienced when the mind goes offline. But certain people, many people, if they don't take the time to integrate their experiences, their minds can wrap around that concept that I am the I am infinite consciousness. So we do see messiah complexes come about. We do see ego superiority, um, and it's mainly in facilitators. Funny enough, rather than a rather than participants, it's facilitators who are doing a bunch of medicine themselves, but not really taking the time to do their own work. But yeah, we've seen it. It's pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> And that, that is one of the things stuff. that caught my attention, you know, uh, not just so much in as a concern for my own experience, but in a concern for potentially maybe partnering with that individual. And I don't mean to be, in a, you know, in the sense of how do they respond to it could be an underlying tell on how their psyche is and how they see themselves in, in, a, in a relationship from a business relationship or otherwise. So, yeah. you know, that's why I was curious about, you know, if that's fairly common or have you seen that? Because if I've heard that in a rarity, I would just want to make sure that, you know, that's something that could occur. But I think what you said is key. It's yeah, that yeah. integration. It's that secondary processing. It's not just, okay, it's a one hit. I'm done. I'm super fly. I'm, you know, it's, it's now it's what did that experience show me, teach me, open me to what can I take from that? How can I be a better individual in my own self following that experience? Yeah. And I think that's the part that I love and it's not easy. That's what people would say. That's the hard work. It's that secondary. I mean, to get have a compound turn your mind offline and give you an experience. That's that's the the, the compound doing it. That's the medicine doing it. The hard work is then you coming back afterwards and saying, "What can I benefit from or take away from this to make me elevate to go to a higher level personally yeah. in my life?" And that's what I think. Again, I'm not trying to beat the bush here, but going back to a retreat with guided therapy and support will make sure that that, you know, not just hit like, again, someone can say, oh, I took a hit on a vape pen. And like I said, thankfully, maybe not getting to that supreme threshold, but like, then what did you take away from that? Anything except that you felt offline yeah. for a few minutes, you know? So these are the things I think are really important to share. And that's why I wanted to have you on today. It was really telling people like, these compounds have become much more readily available in mainstream society. You'll be able to get your hands yes. on a lot more of these compounds. What you do it as an individual, how you take that in, the experience that you have, you know, um, that's on you. That's as, as the individual. It's what you want to put into it. And again, looking for great resources like your place, your web, your site, your platform. To, to be prepared. Like I like to do my research, obviously, before I do anything. I used to tell people, I used to take a lot of, you know, pharmaceuticals for pain when I was younger because I was in pain, not knowing why. But even before I took a Vicodin or Percocet, which seemed to be widely available and all over the place, I happened to read the PDR, 
the physician's desk reference to understand the pharmaceutical nature of that, what I was putting in my body. So regardless of that, would it be yeah. food, whether it be medicine, whether it be plants, whether it be whatever it is, I'm always about the conscious consumer to be aware and to make good choices about what you put in and on and around your body. And I think this is no more imperative to make a point on than when it comes to psychedelics. So I just key on that for sure. Awesome. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, we're going to take one more break. Uh, we're going to wrap up. This goes way too fast. We're going to have you on again. Maybe I'm going to come back and have you on after I come down and have an experience. Then we can have a dialogue there about how that went. But um, we're going to take one more break. We're going to come back with Joe Briere. We're talking about DMT. We're talking about psychedelics. Don't go anywhere. This is Doc Rob. Your concierge to better living here at CannabisRadio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. All right, all right, all right. We are wrapping up this episode of Concierge for Better Living today with my guest, Joel Breer. We're talking about, you know, all this good stuff when it comes to that potential we have as humans using the compounds found in nature, uh, you know, working with over a decade of experience, Joel, is obviously key. Um, it's so interesting to see. We've got Tandali retreats. In Mexico, we got so much stuff that's going on, and so this is just the tip of the iceberg. I believe we're going to see much more of this going forward, um, and that's why it's really important oh, yeah. again to have professionals here and to have education around it. What are some, as we're running out of time, with a few more minutes left? What are some takeaways or some things you would like to get across? Give you a few minutes on the platform, and uh, you know, because again, this is your, your world. You know this better than most people out there. So. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, this is an exciting time in human history. You know, a lot are calling this this uh, the the new psychedelic renaissance, and there's been many a renaissance with psychedelic and mind altering substances throughout history. And uh, this is for the first time in 2,000 years we were having psychedelic. Um, substances really come to front and center as a tool for exploration of our of ourselves. And so this is really where humanity has a chance to deal with our own stuff that we have going on, deal with our own patterning, deal with what's making us suffer and um, and find peace so we no longer have to take our own uh, internal suffering out on those around us. You know, I don't want to sound evangelical, but I do believe that these uh, these substances can help save the world. And so if you are someone who is interested in taking part in this type of work, just like Doc Rob said, do your research, read into everything you can, read about the different medicines and what they can offer, see which resonates with you. And then once you choose a medicine, see what are the reputable people serving that medicine, see who's going to keep you safe in a container and who's going to really put your needs in your process first and uh, reach out to them, interview them, ask every question you can, because, you know, at the end of the day, your safety and your comfort is the most important part of this process. And, uh, the more humans that step up to this plate to uh, to step into the unknown and to really get this internal work done, the better world will uh, this will be. <laughs> Amen. I, I agree with you 100. percent That's why I said this is so key. And and again, we know it's going to become more widely available. But but those that can get good experiences and and grow from these experiences will be leaders and be the the voices to take this to the next level. If you take these things off street level, and I don't mean to get to knock it, but and have a bad experience, you know, this only just hurts and slows down the progress so many people are trying to make with good intention. And I say that with every compound. I said with mushrooms. Yeah. I mean, believe me, I one of the big conversations I had at that conference was yes. Mushrooms are safe from a lethal dose perspective, but you could have a really bad experience. You could have a really bad trip. Mm -hmm. And and 
that'll turn you off and then you know, maybe turn off a whole other segment of, of, of exploration and opportunity for you. So, you know, same thing It goes back to simple as dietary supplements or even trying plant-based food or vegan food. You know, you can have really good vegan food and you can have really bad vegan food. Believe me, I know. Yep. Yeah. You know, determine the next choices about next time you, if you ever want to choose a vegan meal again, if that one experience. So make sure those experiences you have are well-researched and well, you know, and, and that set and setting is key. Um, one quick question I have real quick before we go is, again, another personal reflection is a lot of these compounds, whether it be ketamine or other ones, they recommend abstaining from, let's say, food for a while beforehand, like ayahuasca, obviously, to prepare yourself for even a week beforehand, mm-hmm. like lightening your dietary load, you know, eating less, eating more fresh raw foods or you know, simpler foods. And then a lot of these uh, are saying abstain from cannabis. Um when using this, what is that your take on that uh, as when it, as it comes to your retreat or because uh, again we're on cannabis radio so a lot of my listeners are cannabis myself yeah, cannabis yeah. how does this integrate or how does yeah. it not integrate with cannabis good question that very good question um, we do not require that any of our participants abstain from cannabis beforehand um, it is the only t- thing we'll say is if people are using um, using cannabis kind of as a uh, as a crutch or kind of using it fairly mindlessly that, you know, giving themselves a chance to investigate that relationship for a few days beforehand. We don't necessarily, you know, say they need to stop smoking or anything like that. I'm, I'm a cannabis user myself and I quite enjoy it. Um, I don't find it to contraindicate with this medicine experience. Um, I would say, you know, giving yourself, especially for regular cannabis smokers or habitual cannabis smokers, you know, maybe not, uh, maybe abstaining that day, you know, kind of after doing your medicine. So you're not, kind of soaking in a very significant experience and immediately kind of get stoned and kind of go right back into a repetition pattern um, rather than kind of staying in the space you're in. That's really what I would say um, in terms of it's just mindfulness around it, you know, just mindfulness around it, but it's a beautiful medicine. And I don't think it, uh, I don't think it interacts with 5-MeO-DMT in any negative ways. That's great. I appreciate that insight because again, that's where I'm like, I can understand taking a break or not doing it that day, you know, giving yourself separation yeah. from one compound to the other. That makes a lot of sense. You want to get the experience of what you're experiencing. That's like saying, if I'm going out to a, you know, a fancy restaurant, I'm not going to, you know, cover a fancy steak with a bunch of ketchup, you know, even if I like ketchup on something. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you want to at least try that food. So, no, I think this is great. I really appreciate you taking the time, Joel, for sharing some insight to this wonderful compound, sharing some of the opportunities that could be experienced for people out there looking for something, a way to make a major shift in their life i you know will definitely be coming down to visit as soon as i can and uh you know we'll we'll have continuous conversation hopefully in person as well as again have you back on uh, as a follow-up because i think that's really a great way for people to to people who get to know me i've been doing this seven years and if we could come back and 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 have a conversation about that experience that journey and maybe they'll even see a a a, a visible shift in me you know this is part of what we all want to be there for is not is it'd be my experience mine alone but i hope that everyone has theirs and 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 in the best possible way that's that's the key yes indeed yes indeed thank you so much for having me on my my pleasure. Uh, blessings to you and keep everyone uh, healthy and happy down in Mexico. You know, we'll definitely stay in touch. Thank you, Ricky. Thank oh, you all the producers, everyone at Cannabis Radio for making this happen. Uh, I This is what makes me happy. This is what makes me do these shows for great information, great conversations, great connections. So with that, you know, Concierge for Better Living is always about working together for a better today than yesterday and hopefully a better tomorrow than today. And as always, I wish everyone all the best and health and happiness. Take care and be well.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.